Hey, beautiful people. Did you notice anything different? Yes, the logo has changed. Why? Because the name of the podcast has changed. Welcome to Stress Therapy, a podcast that helps you get better at stress. And it's all about meditation, but come on. This is for people living in the real world, right? So it's pretty much exactly the same. Yep. It's still going to be me. We're still going to be meditating, motivating, avoiding procrastination, and getting better at stress all the time. I'm just making it bigger. I'm just making it better for you. And I'm not afraid of change. Are you? Let's explore together, making change comfortable today in Stress Therapy. Hey, beautiful people. So yes, things are changing. I have a new podcast with a new face and a new name and all of that. It's stress therapy, which I've pretty much been doing all along anyway. But I need to sort of embrace the idea that we're doing more than meditating here, right? It's quite different than just your regular meditation podcast where you just press go and then you're listening to someone guide you into it or you're listening to calming music or singing bowls or something. And, you know, this is a little bit different. I'm teaching you stress tips along the way, how to get better at stress, how to stay motivated, stop procrastinating and work on all these healthy habits and like meditation and happy living. You know, that is really what we've been doing. And we just kind of changed the name in order to get it to fit you know, fit better. And so this is us. This is us. Now we're in stress therapy. You ready? (laughs) Okay. So it is a lot of change and, you know, change can be stressful. Change freaks people out. You know, number one, you have to know that it's completely normal for you to be annoyed or scared or panicked or worried or anxious about any kind of change. This is really super normal. You know, your brain hates different. It hates all things different. You know, this downstairs brain that we've talked about, your lizard brain, the part of your brain that's 300,000 years old, you know, it sees sameness equaling safety. And so if you just keep doing the same things you've always done, even if they're not healthy for you, even if you're sitting around eating birthday cake all day and just laying around on a couch somewhere, if you've survived it, that's good enough for your brain. So your brain is like, you know what? I've been sitting and eating birthday cake every day. I've been watching this amount of TV every day. I haven't exercised at all. I um, have a nasty demeanor, whatever. (laughs) And this is what I normally do. And it's really working out because I'm alive. But of course, because we are human and we have a prefrontal cortex, our upstairs brain, we want to be better than alive, (laughs) right? We want to be better than breathing. We want to be self-actualized. We want to be doing great. We want to be living our best life. And in order to do that, we have to bring change into our life. And so your brain kind of freaks out when that happens. It's wired up for you to fear change because it doesn't want you to do anything that might put you in harm's way. It doesn't know that growing tomatoes isn't dangerous if you try it and fail, right? Your brain wants you to keep doing the same things that you've been doing over and over and over again simply because it's what you've always done. It's what you consider to be normal. And a lot of times we decide that familiar is our personality or familiar is normal or familiar is who we are. But if you couldn't change, you know, well, I certainly wouldn't have a job, but if you couldn't change, you wouldn't grow, right? And that's what brings me to my second point. Change is how you become who you already are. 
Okay, you have to go through obstacles in order to grow. And let's be frank. I mean, if you're leading this super cushy life and you have everything handed to you you could ever want, obstacles would still come. This is how we grow. This is how we become who we are. And this is what people's stories are made of. Okay, they'll say like, oh my gosh, this horrible thing happened to me. And it turned out to be the best thing that's ever happened to me because of the change and growth that comes from it afterwards. And it sounds super cheesy. And it sounds really far-fetched. But ask someone who's had some horrific trauma in their life, and they will tell you, I am better because of it. I will tell you, my husband had cancer. And yes, it wasn't me, but he he would agree with me on this. I know it for sure. That what we went through together, and I had to really take care of him because it was quite major. He had multiple, multiple surgeries over the course of a couple of years. And we are better because of it. Our relationship is better. Neither one of us would take that back for a second because that forced change, that big obstacle made us better, made us better as a couple, as parents, going through life together, all of it, you know? And it's not where people end their story at the horrific part, right? I had to have a 14-hour surgery, end of story. No, that's the beginning of the story, right? So people usually start their stories with their obstacles because of what's to come, okay? And, you know, third, it's easier to do the same old thing. It's easier to just sit out and not go out on Friday night. I mean, seriously, it is, right? But do you ever go out with your friends and say, oh my gosh, you know, y'all, we really shouldn't have done this. I mean, this was, mm, I don't know about this. No way, man. You go out with your friends and you're like, I'm so glad we did this. It is so good to see you. This was amazing. We need to do this way more often. When can we do it again? Right? And we find that the easier thing It is easier. There's no doubt about it. We've all fallen for that trap. But is it the better thing? I mean, definitely not with with parenting tweens and teens. That's for sure. I mean, it's like a it's like a a testament to doing the harder thing. I heard a parenting expert say one time, he's like, yeah, when my teenagers upstairs banging doors around and yelling at us and getting all upset, me and my wife are high fiving each other like we're doing it right. (laughs) Right. Because the harder thing is often the best thing, okay? Definitely, it would be easier to not do a podcast at all. It would be easier to just keep doing what I'm always doing. But it's so cool to try something new. It's so cool to do the hard thing and get through it. That's my daughter's school's motto is we can do hard things. And we can. We can. But not only that, hard things make us better. They make us better. And number four, in exploring how to make change more comfortable for you, remember there is something really exciting over there for you. I mean, I don't know what's in store for you if you make this monumental change or even this little baby dinky change and you just start eating carrots instead of birthday cake at birthday parties. What's available to you if you make that change, whether it's big or small, little incremental change or gigantic monumental change or the littlest change towards whatever it is what you want, I have no idea, but I will tell you that when I have a client who comes in and says, I really want to learn how to meditate because I have high blood pressure or I can't sleep well at night or I'm really super anxious or I had a panic attack. I don't want it to happen again or I want to be better at sports. Yeah, it's been clinically proven. Meditation helps you be better at sports or I want to learn quicker or I want to enjoy music more. These are all clinically proven benefits to meditating. 
right? And they'll begin meditating. And after a month or so, they start telling me about this very tangible benefit that they have. And then they always mention something I could have never, ever predicted. It's something out of the ether. I feel more connected to nature. I communed with a ladybug <laughs> in the middle of the park the other day. I I mean, for me, it was sunsets. I'd never seen a sunset or experienced one or even noticed the damn sky ever until I was meditating regularly. And now I don't want to miss one. I have one painted on the wall of my little babe cave, for goodness sakes. I love it. I'm changed forever. I'm changed forever because of this benefit that no one could have predicted even me. So I don't know. What are you made of? Who could you be? What have you got? Okay. What can you do? I don't know. But change is how we find it. Change is how we explore it. And you don't have to know exactly how it's going to go because you're going to be wrong anyway, right? And you don't have to know exactly what it is that you need to change or what direction or whatever. You need to be a little comfortable with gray areas when you're changing. But all you have to do is just decide I'm going to change. I'm going to change the littlest bit, the littlest bit. And practice makes better. That's what we say around here anyway. (laughs) Practice makes better. Number five, one way that you can make change more comfortable is by bringing a mantra into your everyday life. Now, we do mantras in meditation all the time, and we're going to do one today. However, however, Bringing a mantra into your awareness whenever you need it, whenever there's, um, if you're waiting at the doctor's office, if you're feeling a little anxious about something, if you're worried that it's going to rain at a baseball game, whatever, while you're walking to your car, while you're about to have a hard conversation, right before you fall asleep, you can bring in something beautiful into your awareness rather than the tapes that have been playing in your head over and over from your roommate, right? That's what we call (laughs) our little ego constantly talking to us, giving this running dialogue of everything and judgment. And I like this and this and that. And I wish I hadn't done this. And this is what I'm having for dinner. This constant conversation that you're a witness of. Why don't you take the reins a little bit and put a mantra in there that brings you peace, that brings you quiet, that brings you calm, that actually signifies what you would like to become. Because what you meditate on, what you think about, you bring about. What you meditate on, that's what you're going to become. Now, it doesn't need to be this big, huge, gigantic thing, right? It could be something super small. I talked to a client this morning, and sometimes because she has gone through a lot of grief and, and a lot of grief and loss in her life, She often has this thought that seems to come from nowhere. We've all had that, right? That says, I don't want to die. I'm afraid I'm going to die. Okay. And instead of that, okay, now remember that part of your brain, that lizard brain sees a picture when you think these thoughts, right? Bring in a mantra that shows a picture of what you want. So my suggestion to her was just, I'm safe and sound. I'm safe and sound. I'm safe and sound. It can be in Sanskrit. It can be in Hindi. It can be in Italian or Polish or whatever. It could be our father who art in heaven. It could be I pledge allegiance to the flag. It could be anything that brings you peace. It could be Om Shanti. It could be Hamsa. I am that. I am the greater thing. And I was going to share with you today mine. And mine is 
Things have a way of working out perfectly. Things have a way of working out perfectly. And if I think for some reason that's not the case, often all I have to do is wait. Because even the things, when they're not just right or perfect in the way that I would define perfection, they seem to be the thing that I needed in order to grow, in order to change, in order to overcome an obstacle. They seem to be the things that helped me become something else that I needed later on in my life. I mean, if you've ever read the book, A Prayer for Owen Meany, it's about this little boy who, for some reason, he's just born with knowing what his purpose is. I named my boy Owen after Owen Meany. <laughs> so I highly recommend this book. And you're always welcome to go to Goodreads and look up Sherry Augustine Flake there and follow me on Goodreads. I read a ton of books. And so um, it's a really easy way to keep up with me. There are spiritual books up there. And I do like novels. And I'm a big psychological thriller fan. I won't lie. But Owen Meany knows exactly what his purpose is from the time he is born. And he practices these little things, and the reader doesn't really know till the end, but he practices these little things in order to make sure that he shows up. And he has this insight that the rest of us don't have, except when the universe is pushing on your back and pushing on your back and something looks like it's going to be really hard and it's going to bring some disruption, it's going to bring a little anxiety, it's going to bring a little something to you. I say, move towards it. Go with the flow. Because who knows, who knows what can come from that kind of change. So for our mantra today in this meditation I'm going to bring you through, we're going to do a nod to Louise Hay, the queen of affirmations, the writer of You Can Heal Your Life, a magical, magical book. Her, the anniversary of her death is August 30th, I think. That's off the top of my head. Interestingly, Wayne Dyer also died on the very same day, not the very same day, but two years later on August 30th, which I think is, I don't know, kind of cool. Anyway, a nod, a toast to Louise Hay and to Wayne Dyer, the father of motivation who also writes amazing books, in saying that our mantra today will be in English. It will be very short, just five minutes of silence. I'll bring you in. I'll let you be by yourself so you can meditate, and then I'll bring you out. But your mantra is going to be, all is well. All is well. That's it. That's all. All is well. All is well. In honor of Louise Hay, a nod to her, let's meditate together now. So go ahead and find a beautiful space of peace. Decide right now that you're going to give yourself this time, this moment. That this is all you're supposed to be doing. This will be the quickest meditation. I will lead you in. And then I will leave you alone for a few minutes with your mantra. And then I will lead you out, but I will never leave you. Get into a sitting position. Allow your chin to be level with the ground. Allow your shoulders to settle. Your limbs and hands and feet to settle. 
comfortably sitting up with your eyes closed. All you're going to be doing is thinking of the words, all is well, silently repeating all is well. you start thinking about the future or the past, what you're going to have for dinner, what you wish you hadn't said yesterday, an idea or a problem that you're having, you just simply bring yourself gently back to all is well. All is well.
Allow the mantra to fall away from your awareness. Continuing to sit comfortably, enjoying, luxuriating in the space that you have created. Before jumping up and moving on, a little moment of thanks to yourself for showing up. Take a long, slow, deep breath in your nose. Release it out of your mouth. Another long, slow, deep cleansing breath in your nose. And out of your mouth. Awakening and coming back into this room and this time in this moment in your nose. And out of your mouth. so hope that was helpful for you, that you're able to look at change just a little bit differently. And remembering that what you meditate on, what you repeat to yourself over and over, is what you become. So when I first heard that, I was like, whoa, man, that's a lot of pressure. I don't know what I'm going to put, I don't know what I'm going to put in place there because it needs to be like all encompassing, kind of like all as well, right? But I thought I would share with you my little mantra that I say to myself consistently and constantly. And I have found it to be true. Now, it definitely has become my truth. And I'm going to give it to you as your homework. When you start to worry, when you have a worrisome thought, when you're noticing that your thoughts are not in alignment with what you want, I want you to change it. You can change it to all as well. That's a great one. But I was also going to share with you mine. And it's things have a way of working out perfectly. Things have a way of working out perfectly. And I cannot even express to you, I, I, it's ineffable. I, I can't even tell you how this has changed my life. And in the times when I thought that that is certainly not true and there's no truth in that, often I just had to wait. Because even the horrific things that have happened in my life, have turned around and helped me become who I am now. And that seems kind of perfect, right? That seems like something to celebrate. It seems like something to lean into rather than resist or get angry about or resentful. You know, things have a way of working out perfectly. Feeling good after our stress therapy session? Awesome. Check out the show notes to connect with me, the stress therapist, on social media. And you can always go to ilovetherapy.com to find out about meditation and yoga retreats and other offerings that I have there.
Do you live in Georgia? Are you ready to be one of my clients? Go to my website to find out how you can sign up for a free consultation with me. But at the very least, jump on my mailer so you don't stress or miss one thing. Until our next session, mwah!